Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everyone. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and thank you so much for joining me once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on this week's broadcast, I've got an exciting message for you. Yes, we are still in the Rain in Life series, but today's message is entitled Grace to Overcome. We had an exciting time today, and I can't wait to share this message with you. Easter is also coming up, and we would love you to join us in our Sunday morning services at 10 a.m. at 180 Hilton Road right here in Bremen, Georgia. For more details, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. Well, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled Grace to Overcome right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. You will reign in life. Uh, today's subtitle is Grace to Overcome. Grace to Overcome. Isaiah 60 verse number one reads like this. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And uh, the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and the kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about, and see all they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy sons shall come from far, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Now turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Romans. Romans, the fifth chapter, Romans 5. Romans 5. Romans 5. And uh, we'll be looking really just at the long, long skinny of this today. Romans 5, verse 17. And this is the other part of our um, root scriptures for the series. Romans 5, verse 17 says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now help me pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this time that you have appointed and anointed to take place. Lord, today we stand in your grace, not in our strength, but we stand in the grace that was provided by Jesus Christ. Now, great Holy Spirit, Lord, we ask you to teach us that you would use our vessels, that we would hear from heaven. We ask for a rhema word, a right now word, that would help us to overcome these things, these difficulties, these trials, these problems, these afflictions of life. Help us, Father, to reign in life by the one Jesus Christ. We give you praise today in Jesus' name. Let every heart say amen. amen. All right, uh, turn with me in your Bibles now to the book of 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, and uh, our journey will start here today. Our journey will start here today in the, in the book of 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, 2 Corinthians 12. Going to be doing just a, um, little bit, just a little bit of reading, 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and here again, we are discovering 
the now, right now, we're discovering, we're making, it, making a shift and discovering the overcoming power of grace, of the grace of God. Now, that is, we're discovering the doing side of grace. Remember, when you think about the grace of God, I want you to think about two particular things. One, grace gives you the power to be, to be righteous before God, to be in right standing with God apart from the works of the law, apart from your works, meaning you can't do enough good to be right in the sight of God. So the father says, I'll remove these things from the equation. From the equation, it tells you that if you just believe in my son, the Lord Jesus Christ, receive him as your Lord and Savior, I will give you righteousness. So we become righteous in the sight of God on the basis of what Jesus has done alone. We are saved by grace through faith. Amen? Amen. Believing in the finished work of Christ. So we, grace gives us the power to be, and it also gives us the power to do. There is strength in grace. There is power in grace to overcome and also to reign in life. Are you with me? Amen. All right. We're going to get right, just right down to the, to, the, um, to the skinny of this, if you will, and uh, going right to verse number 6. Uh, here in 2 Corinthians verse 12, Paul talks about some of his experiences, how he has been caught up, or chapter 12, he's been caught up into the heavens, he has seen visions, uh, he has seen Christ a number of times, he has great revelation and great understanding, great revelation, great understanding, and he's telling them, hey, I would boast about these things, but no, 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 I'm not going to boast about it because I don't want you to glory in my experiences. He said, better yet, I will glory in my infirmities. Now let's look at verse number six, and we're going to go down to verse number 10. I encourage you, you can read the entire chapter once you get home, but for the short section of time that we have here today, I'm going to bring out just a few things today. Is that okay? okay. Let's look at this. Second Corinthians, uh, verse t- rather chapter 12, verse number six, it starts like this. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said to me, he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness." Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Paul has learned a very valuable lesson, something that we have to learn today. God's grace has strength. God's grace has power to overcome 
these obstacles that are in our lives. So we're going to really go through um, these passages of Scripture. It's going to take us possibly a few weeks to get through this all, just one, two, three, four, five Scriptures or so. But when we're done, I believe that you're going to have a good understanding. If you give yourself to the Word of God, you can have a good understanding and knowing how to operate in the doing part of God's grace. Verse 7, let's look at this. It says, I want to show you, of course, we're going to show you um, a great number of things. But verse 7 says this. It says, at least I should be exalted above measure. Now, I want you to underline in your Bibles the, the words that start with I. I should be exalted above measure. Or the phrase should be exalted above measure. That is actually one Greek word, should be exalted above measure. We're going to talk about that in a minute. That Greek word is huperiro, huperiro. That's actually how that word is pronounced or something very close to it. Huperiro there in the Greek. And we're going to talk about that. He says, least I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. There was given unto me a thorn in the flesh. We're going to talk about that word thorn. You can underline that as well. There was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. We're going to talk about that word buffet as well, as well as the word messenger. And then he says that again, least I should be exalted above measure. Twice he has made that statement. Twice he has used the Greek word, huperiro. <laughs> Say that three times, okay? Three times, rather, twice he has used that word, huperiro. Now, this word is used only three times in the, in the New Testament. Now, let me, I want to show you some things here, if you would allow me just to go just for a moment. This Greek word, huperiro, was, is only used three times in the New Testament because it's such a very strong word. It's used twice here in the same verse, and it is also used one more time in the book of 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 4, as it talks about the pride of the Antichrist. So this is a very serious word of self-exaltation. Okay? Twice here, and only once other place, as it talks about the Antichrist exalting himself and sitting on the throne there in Jerusalem. Are you hearing? Amen. Now, let's look at this word for a second, this, this huperiro in the Greek. This means to lift up or raise up over something, to lift up one's self uh, up, to lift oneself up or to be exalted or to be haughty, to be exalted or to be haughty. Now, if you, let's look back at the verse one more time. It says, least I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation. There was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Least I should be exalted above measure. He says here, the danger here 
He says that a thorn is given to me, a thorn was given to me. Why? So that I won't be huperiro. Are you understanding? Now, we would think, one would think, okay, uh, I've heard some say, um, well, the devil came into his life, he was allowed to come, uh, or the devil uh, came in because he didn't want Paul to keep growing in Christ. He didn't want Paul to succeed. Paul was getting all kind of great revelation from God, so the devil comes in and says, no, 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 I'm going to stop that. But no, that is not the interpretation. It is not... It is not the enemy that is trying to puff Paul up. It is not people that is trying to puff Paul up or trying to exalt Paul, puff him up, make him haughty. It is what's called, this haughtiness is what is the result of the revelation that he's given and how it translates into the flesh. Revelation, wisdom, understanding, stuff. When we get stuff, when we get more, the way the human flesh translates it is pride. We automatically begin to think of ourselves higher than others. Guarantee you, you got five people living in the same project building. Five people living in the same trailer park. Five families, if we we will, living in the same affluent neighborhood. When one gets more than the others, Pride sets in automatically. I am better than you. I am higher than you. One person gets a brand new car. Hmm. Automatically, whether you want to or not, here comes the appearance of pride. Now, why is pride so dangerous? And really, if we look at the text and we'll see this, that this angel or uh, this messenger and the actually... Scripture said this thorn was the messenger of Satan. The word messenger here in the Greek is angelos. That is really an angel. This is a fallen angel assigned or sent by Satan. Now the word Satan means an accuser, an opposer. So this was an opposing fallen spirit that was assigned to Paul to stop him, to oppose him by the enemy. The enemy meant it for the enemy meant it for bad, obviously, in Paul's life, to stop him. Oh, here's an invitation. I get to get in here. He's been wrecking the kingdom of darkness. I'm getting in here. But actually, if you look at it, this spirit was allowed by God to prevent Paul from developing the huperiro. Are you hearing? Because understand something, if this type of pride sets in, God says that he resists the proud. He said he gives grace to humble and he resists the proud. So if this type of pride sets in, if it gets rooted in the flesh because of the abundance of things that God is trying to give you then that will in turn uh, make the father cause him to step away from you. So it is the goal of the father to continue to increase Paul. It is the goal of the father to continue to increase you. But this other force by definition has to come in. If it does not come in and in effect humble you in effect, then we will develop that 
Puperiro pride that will prevent the father from giving you more. Oh, we'll look at all of this really, really, really well. Because it's actually when you are increased with more. And listen, God wants to increase you with more. But on the other side of more is going to be some sort of trouble or persecution. By definition, the Lord tells the disciples, they said, the disciples said, Lord, we've left everything to follow you. When are we going to get some? He said, all right, boys, yes, you're going to get it. You're going to get everything. Oh, yeah, you're going to get it. I'm going to give you 100-fold blessing, but you're going to get it with persecution. Because when the abundance of stuff comes in, the abundance of knowledge, the abundance of revelation, the the abundance of wisdom, the abundance of money, whatever the abundance is in this life, trouble will follow it. You want to try me out? Just gain some more stuff. Pride will follow. And then trouble thereafter. And so we see here that God gives Paul grace. He gives us grace to combat this huperiro, this supernatural pride that was set up in our flesh. He gives us the grace to combat that so that we may continue to receive from him. Does that make sense to you? He has to allow this thing to come in to humble us, not to defeat us, because it cannot. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places, seated in Christ, seated at the right hand of God the Father. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are the reflection of Christ in the earth. We carry his great name and wield his power. It cannot defeat me. Are you understanding? So the Lord gives us this grace, his grace, and we're going to see this. His grace is sufficient. We're going to get into that word. He gives us this, his sufficient grace in order that we may to, in order that we may continue to receive from him. But if we don't receive his grace, if we don't learn to operate in his grace, he will in effect have to do either one of two things. One, resist you because pride will step in now what does resistance mean let's look at that for a moment if you were to give me a let's say a pan of eggs fried eggs or the fried eggs yeah fried eggs or poached eggs or boiled eggs or egg sunny side up eggs or scrambled smothered and covered eggs Mm, mm, mm. if you were to put that in front of me Will that be a temptation for me? No. Nope. Those of you that know me, I don't like them. <laughs> I don't care how you fix them. Are you hearing? <laughs> there is no resistance there. I'm not connected to that at all. What's, uh, what? Get it, uh. it begins to repulse me. There's no resistance. But if you put some key lime pie there, ooh, ooh. Put some chocolate cake. Ooh, ooh. You get some of that. Oh, some candy. You put some of that um shrimp fried rice with the uh oh the beef. Mm-mm. Are you hearing? Amen. Then, but let's go back to the candy. 
Oh, Lord, I went out to lunch yesterday with a couple of my friends. After lunch, uh, I was thinking about getting an apple pie. I really was. That apple pie was calling me. Mark, no, no, I resist you. Mark, no, Mark, no, I resist you. Why? I really wanted to go and get it. But I was holding myself back. God says he gives grace to the humble and he resists the proud. In other words, I really want to come over to you, but I'm going to stop myself. I'm going to hold myself back. I really want to give to you, but I'm going to stop because that's there. Does that make sense? When all around the world to give you that example, does that make sense? So he says, unless he gives us this experience, unless this experience comes, he'll either have to, one, resist you, or two, stop giving to you. I don't want either one of those. Are you hearing? All right. So let's go further. We want to get deeper, deeper into this verse. So right away, we see here uh, that this word, uh, this phrase, uh, least I should be exalted above measure is that Greek word huperiro. And it means that Paul's saying here, at least I should exalt myself. He's in danger of exalting himself because of what he has received from God. Not the church exalting him, himself. This is self-inflicted wound, self-inflicted damage. There's something that we can do. That will either cause God to resist us or cause him to stop giving to us. He said, now, before that happens, I'm going to allow a thorn to come. Are you ready to get into it? He said, before this happens, I'm going to allow this thorn to come. Now, again, the greater the anointing, the greater the authority, the greater the power, the glory, the the honor, the stuff, the grace that you receive, that a vessel receives or possesses, the greater the pressure or attack on that vessel. Are you hearing me? That's how it is. That's how it is not only in the church, but it's how it is also in the world system. Let's say you're singing a little bit. Somebody says, I'm singing on so-and-so club. Okay, there's one thing. Next thing, I'm singing on national television. And boy, here it comes now. The greater glory, the greater honor, the greater things that you possess. One, the greater tendency to develop pride. And two, the greater attack that will be on that vessel. You become a larger target. Somebody says, well, I keep I keep trying to do right. I go in the church. I study my Bible. I'm trying to do everything right. I'm trying to do everything right. And all this stuff keeps happening to me. Listen to what you are saying. You are now growing, increasing in Christ. And as a result, you become a bigger target. Are you understanding? 
You are amassing the power and presence of God in your life. You're getting the word of God in you. You are praying. You are praying. You are growing. You are increasing. And at the same time, the enemy is watching and says, stop them. They're growing too much. The enemy means it for evil. But God said, I'll allow it so that I can reveal my strength in them. He's allowing this to reveal another strength in you. Let me give you another example. It's like the Lord would put, let's say we had a, a bench here, like a, a weightlifting bench right here. And there was a gentleman there on, oh, we'll do that for a second. Uh, yes, Peter, would you come over here? Oh, yes, yeah, stand right over here. Uh, praise the Lord. Lay down, brother. Put your head on this end here. Put your back to it. All right. He's on the workout bench right there. He's on the workout bench. Are you seeing? He's on the workout bench. And I would be the father. Uh, bring me that microphone stand back there, Demetrius. Let's make it real. Let's make it nice and real. Praise the Lord. Maybe, maybe I can get another one back here. No, he's going to bring me a microphone stand so we can make it nice and real to you. I want to show you what's going on these verses. All right. Thank you, Brother Demetrius. All right. All right. Here we go. Now you're famous. I've used your name. And so here is a lightweight. He's pumping that lightweight. You know, he can continue with this weight and be toned. But it is God's purpose for you to grow and increase in strength. So in order for that to happen, the Lord will come and put more weight on this side and more weight on that side. And he'll hold it. After a time, the Lord is here holding that. So he thinks, okay, I got it, Lord. I can do this. I can do this. I'm lifting all this. I can do this. That pride sets in. And God says, all right. He lets it. <laughs> and he cries out, God, I can't do this. I can't handle this. And you'll see at the end of this, when he begins to use when he begins to vacate his own strength and use the strength that God gives him through his grace, God will touch, mm, mm. Then he'll be able to pick that on up. And then for a time, he can, he can press it. I mean, now it's a new, a new weight on it, but now he's stronger. And now this, that weight that was crushing him, crushing him before, now he's able to go up and down with him with ease, up and down with it, with ease, up and down with it, with ease. Look at that, with ease, with ease, with ease. But here's the problem. God still wants him to grow. Boom, boom. It is often said, new level, you get a new devil. And so he's getting pretty confident. I can do this. I can do this. God says, all right, it's time. And he releases another weight. And the weight escalates, escalates more and more and more to God reveals him, you've got strength now. You've got strength now. And now he's able to pick that up. 
and with every one, with every time God increases the weight, every time the battle increases, every time the troubles increase, he continues to gain strength. Just like in the weight room, go ahead, lift now. Just like in the weight room, every time he goes up and down, his muscles are getting stronger. When he first started, he only was able to bench about 20 pounds. But now spiritually, he's up to 500 pounds. Are you, are you seeing? So the trouble is beginning to work for him as he's using the grace of God. Give him a hand, would you? Very good. All right, go ahead and flex your muscles now. Praise the Lord. Give him a hand, would you? Give him a hand. You can leave it there. Just leave all that there. Praise the Lord. So, in effect, I've just preached to you the entire message through that illustration. Now, let me help. Now, let's help by backing that up through Scripture because I want you to see it here in the Word of God as well. Are you hearing? All right. So, let's look at this even further. So, again, let, let me back up. The trouble that comes, the afflictions that come, the hardness that comes, the enemy means it to stop you, to kill you, to destroy you. But in effect, as we use the grace of God, it's only making you stronger. It's only making you stronger. If you were Popeye, it would be you eating your spinach. If you were, uh, I forgot, um, the Incredible Hulk's person, Bruce Banner. If you were Bruce Banner, David Banner, it would be making you mad. But, and then the person, yeah, turns into the Hulk. But understand something, in both those cases, Popeye and with the Incredible Hulk, after that wore off, they went back to the same strength. Not so in the kingdom of God. Not so. Because once this level is revealed to you, you become stronger and you retain that strength. You rest in that strength and that strength rests upon you. And so over time, you grow very large. But here's the thing. Sometimes you don't know how strong you are until weight has been put on you. So sometimes the Lord will allow things to come to show you how far you have come. Praise Jesus. Is it making sense to you? So if we zoom down to the very end of this thing, we see here in verse number 10, and we have not, we haven't even touched the surface today. At the very end of it, It says, well, let's look at verse eight. Verse eight says, for this thing, I besought the Lord thrice, three times that it might depart from me. He said, this thorn, this messenger of Satan, we'll get into that. This messenger of Satan, I was running from it. God, get it off me. God, get it off me. God, get it off me. I sought the Lord three times over and over and over to take this from me. I can't handle it. It's too heavy. It's too much. Get it off, God. Get it off, God. In verse 8, he's saying, I'm running from it. But in verse 10, he said, therefore, I take pleasure in it. I take pleasure in it now. 
when the hardness comes. See, here is something. I want you to understand something, too. Paul is a man who understands, who knows how to cast out devils and demons. He's done it multiple times in scriptures. He knows how to deal with the enemy. But here's one situation that I'm sure he's tried to cast out, he's tried to deal with, he's tried to fast, tried to pray, and it won't move. So then he must become to the understanding, God must be allowing this. If I speak to this mountain in the authority of Jesus Christ, if I speak to this spirit in the authority of Jesus and I command it, go from me, I cast you out in the name of Jesus. I bind you, devil, in the name of Jesus. And I fast and I pray and I fast and I pray and I spit till I have no more spittle. I yell till my voice gets hoarse. Come out, come out, come out. And if it still looks at me, if it still remains, God must be allowing this. If I use all my spiritual bullets, all my weapons, nuclear bombs, and if it still remains, God must be allowing this. So he says, I sought the Lord three times. Get this away from me. So what is this saying? This talks about a problem that is not going away with prayer, not going away in fasting, not going away by casting out, not going away by your study of the Bible. It's not going away until we learn the power of his grace. Are you understanding? There are some stubborn things in life that just won't go away until we learn the power of his grace. You understanding? Paul, he said, okay, I got this thing. Now I got to understand. I understand. I understand it. When you write that, does anybody know about being in a rough spot, a really tough spot? something that really just irritates the mess out of you. It really just irritates you and and frustrates you and you feel so overwhelmed. And it seems it always shows up when you're trying to do something right. Oh, God is happening again. And it makes you just want to give up this, throw it in the towel, and then extreme thoughts of suicide come. Why don't I just stop? I just can't do this anymore. Why'd you call me to do this? God, what's all? I can't do this. It's too heavy. It's too hard. Paul said, I, I asked the Lord three times, get this off of me. I can't do this. And then somewhere he has a revelation in them. And instead of asking him again, get it off, get it away, move it from me. Now he's saying, bring it. (laughs) Oh, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. He said, I take pleasure in it. In other words, the word pleasure there in the Greek means to see it as good. I see this is good now. This is good for me. Yes, bring it. 
so that in times when I was frustrated, aggravated, discombobulated, confused, be, bewildered, then I was all tore up, but now I'm saying, oh, I like this, I like this. Why? Because it is building me up. It is building me up. So if you say, I have a trouble, I have a problem, I have a situation that is not moving, it is torment, it is tormenting the mess out of me, it is worrying me, it is frustrating me, begin to take pleasure because God is allowing that to build you up, to build you up, to make you stronger. You're going to weightlifting class, praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. And you get stronger and stronger. But understand, the battle will escalate. It has to escalate because you're getting stronger. That last demon, you dealt with it. It's done. It's gone. The enemy dare not send that because you've already dealt with it. You know how to kick it. You know how to do it. You've dealt with that. You, that's done. He has to send something else now. But it's weightlifting time. Are you hearing? Let's go on just a little bit further as we close today. We haven't even touched it, really touched it yet. I'm so excited. This is why it's going to take a few weeks to get this on to you because there are several parallels in the Word of God. Can I show you one parallel in the Word of God? Go with me to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 40. Let me show you one very strong parallel of this in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 40. When you get to Isaiah 40, say praise the Lord. All right, I'm, I'm getting it too. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 40. And we're going to just look at three or four verses here and then we'll close out today. Let me show you a paralleling scripture here. Isaiah 40, of course, you can read the entire scripture when you get home. We're going to start here at uh, verse number, let's start here, verse number 20, verse number 28. It says, has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. His, or rather, he giveth power to the who? To the faint. He gives power to the faint, the ones who say, I can't do this. I can't take this. I have no more strength. I have no more patience, Lord, for these folk. I have no more patience. Not, not, not y'all, of course. I have no more patience. I'm not sure who that would be in your life. He said he giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Verse 30 says, even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. The word renew here in the Hebrew means to change strength. I love it. To change strength. It also means to sprout again. To sprout again. 
God says, if you wait on me, in other words, come away from your strength, come away from your understanding, and get in mind, get in the power of his grace. He'll touch your muscles, and you'll push it off of you in the name of the Lord. He said, if you wait on me, stop trying to work it out yourself, and come into my grace, come into my glory. He said, I'll touch you once again. Oh, hallelujah. You will sprout once again. Are you hearing? He said, they renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk in what? Not faint. They shall not. Are you hearing me? As we learn to get into God's strength, there is a transformation that takes place. There's a transformation that takes place. And this is what we need to see. We need to understand that in order to have this overcoming grace in our lives. Because these troubled situations will continue by the grace of God. These hard areas will continue. These opportunities for frustration will continue. These overwhelming obstacles will continue. By his grace and because he loves you so much. Somebody said, I wish he wouldn't love me so much. But this is making you stronger. You're becoming a titan. A force to be reckoned with. Hallelujah. A threat to the kingdom of of darkness. Hallelujah. Your sword is growing longer. It's fiery. And God can say, go. And you'll go and tear the house down. You get to the point where you'll charge the gates of hell with an empty water pistol. And the fire will be out before you even get there. Woo! Power of God. The presence of God. But he's trying to develop you now. But it takes this hardness to bring you into the strength that you need to overcome. Give God a hand of praise. We're done today in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Come on, let's rejoice in him. Let's rejoice in him. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Say with me, thank you for the strength, Lord. I receive your grace. I receive your grace. In Jesus' name. Now give him another hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel this presence. I feel the power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the strength of God. Oh, my God, something has changed in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. It has changed in the atmosphere. There has been a shifting, a change in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, what a wonderful anointing. Oh, what a wonderful anointing. Just like in our opening video to this part of the series, you will be a threat to the kingdom of, to the kingdom of darkness. Hallelujah. You won't back down. And the Lord can send you in. Oh, just one. Just one of you in and tear a city upside down. Woo! Are you hearing me? The day of the wimpy Christian is over. Hallelujah. 
Now God is raising up warriors and fighters. But he has to strengthen you through that area of your frustration. Let's praise him one more time. Let's praise him one more time. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, Lord, we thank you. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.